0: It's It's the thrill of one more kill, the last one to fall.
1: we will never sacrifice their will? Who'll never look back on the world closing in? Be only attack with your wings.
0: Giants 14, Commander Seven. Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by Sea I'm your host, Bobby Skinner here, my co-host Justin Pennick. And it's a victory podcast. been way too long. One of the largest gaps in a long time in a victory podcast, because we got spoiled with some winning last year. So the Giants moved the two and five. One and a half games out of the wild card. Uh, good to be back uh i'm undefeated in the giants games i've attended <laughs> yeah once again never lost
1: yeah we may have to have a conversation at the end is it, what is it going to take to get bobby skinner to
0: keep coming to these giants games we may just have to LP, we may just have to lpg you and send you everywhere i've got multiple dms appeal being like like i think seriously like hey i, I will pay for your season tickets <laughs> um so it was good to be in the uh in the stadium get a win um lo and behold i have another i have an extra ticket uh, yeah, and I, but my brother was there. I definitely uh, harassed him a lot because yeah. that was nice, uh, who's a Commanders fan. So we'll get into all of it, Justin. Now, we're going to start with offense. Usually in a game like this, you would start with defense, but it's the second win of the season. You're falling two and five. We'll kind of stay on flow. And you have the Tyrod Taylor stuff, who I thought played pretty like pretty damn well despite the fact that they only scored 14 points, and there's so many facets of this offense. You have the high at big plays. Offensive line, Like I actually want to talk about those cats and how the, I thought they – performed pretty pretty damn well uh pass blocking wise run blocking wise is a whole different story um man where do you where do you want to start i mean you just want to start with tyrod taylor in this yeah yeah,
1: i want to start with tyrod but i i I like to give some thoughts some kind of macro thoughts at the top big picture stuff like a win is a win i'm so glad we're celebrating a home victory monday i think like from this game bobby i think you see glimpses of what this team can be And I think that is the absolutely like the biggest positive from this game. We have an explosive offense in the first half, which is what we were expecting um, in the summer and in preseason. Right. We have a dominant defense that dictates the terms of the game and takes advantage of a bad QB. But I will say, like, I want to put this caveat in the beginning because we are going to talk about a lot of positives. We're going to talk about a Giants victory. But I do walk away from this game being like Washington did way more to lose this game than the Giants did to win it. We're going to break it down. We're going to talk about it. But that's like where I'm at kind of coming to you. I'm so glad that we are back in the winning column. We won again and I'm excited to be here with you, kind of in person, talking about this. But I feel like Washington did way more to lose this game than the Giants did to win it, necessarily. Yeah,
0: and I mean the defense has the defense has been really good through yeah. the last the four games. The defense
1: is now like I'm now starting like this is like a legit that's like the one like legit storyline coming out of this game. Like this defense can you especially to, against bad offenses that we have coming
0: up, Bobby. They could do something. They held Seattle to 17 points offensively because they yeah. had the pick six in that the game. Bad offense. The, so out of four games, the only bad defensive performance was against. Like greatest this Miami offense 2.0. that's insane, and even in that <laughs> you had two interceptions. You know, you had two turnovers in that game. Um, you know, this game, and then last week versus Buffalo, who they I know they've had their own struggles, but hey, they have a very awesome, They have a, at least a capable offense uh, offensive yeah. of being offense of being awesome. Um, so defense has been really balling out. But the conversation before the game, Justin, for me, for like when I was you know because I was there talking the tailgate and stuff was like they. If they don't win this game, right, you can't even like. There's no, you can't even get fake hope for the season, right? Like I think me and you both agree, we're not like, ah, season. Like this is it. This is the turnaround, right? There is a lot of issues. You know, Commanders have had. You know, they aren't a very good team, but as you go into this stretch of games versus teams that are beatable, like the the Jets, like the Raiders, like you could not start it off with a loss versus the Commanders and fall to one and six. It would have been like a meltdown in Giants landing kind of rightfully. So
1: yeah, no, they did what they needed to do. Um, and, you know, it, Hey, this Giants team has had a lot of games where they haven't won and they've gotten their asses kicked. So I'm not going to fully complain about a winning effort. That wasn't perfect. They got the win. They did what they needed to do. Um, uh, Bobby, let's talk about this offense. Tyrod Taylor.
0: Yeah. I mean, I thought Tyrod operated this offense really well and the offense obviously looked a lot better in the first half than the second half than not score any points in the second half. Um, He was getting the ball out, like, on time. You know, you had the deep passes to Jalen Hyatt, and we've seen, you know, Tyrod Taylor throw the ball down the field consistently these last couple of games, whether it's a Buffalo who kind of didn't really give you a ton of those pre-snap, but when they, like, basically whenever teams have given them the pre-snap, look, he's went there, right? When Buffalo got into man the very few times they did, you threw the slot phase to Darius Slayton, and then today, the two Jalen Hyatt catches, two catches for 75 yards, basically did the... um, Had the Arizona game all over again, Uh, he's averaging twenty-three yards per catch or uh, twenty-one yards per catch this year. Um, Only you know only only nine catches for the season, but four of them are explosives. The first one, both of them, but like the first one, you get in the third down, and I'm watching up top. So your third down early in the game, you're dialed in. Like, what is this defense doing? And you see Hyatt by himself on the other side. And they just rotate the safety away. Yeah, Like the safety already, like before any rotations, like they might be able to get a shot to hide. And then they rotate it away and you're like, you have to throw it. Tyrod does a great job, good ball placement. And then the second one again, uh, and the later in the game, Safety is on the opposite side of the yeah, field. Yeah, they have a single high safety on the opposite hash. And it's like, okay, we are going to throw this. Like, this is where, if you're a Commanders fan, like you have to be livid at this coaching staff, not just like in-game decisions like replay, uh, you know, accepting a penalty when the Giants were going to kick a field goal on fourth and goal at the three or four, whatever it was. Um, like... It's like they didn't game plan for Jalen Hyatt, right? Because we haven't seen Jalen Hyatt get a ton of catches after the Arizona game. It's like, well, get him more involved. Well, he's playing more, but there is a reason why he did follow the third round. He has to work on his route running the intermediate short. And teams like uh, you know, teams were like they're they're covering Jalen Hyatt over the top, right? Rightfully so. So he hasn't been able to make a bunch of plays and have a bunch of catches and yards. You know, it's not because they just don't want to use him. It's like, hey, the the way that he's good, teams are game planning specifically for him, which allows stuff underneath for other guys. But could the commanders just didn't right. Yeah. And maybe this is just a result of Hyatt getting a lot more volume in plays, where it's like, hey, you can't you can't always like yeah. sometimes you got to trust your corner. He's one now on a one.
1: starter, by the way.
0: Like he's he's oh starting. yeah, it's been a few games now where he's just yeah. starting over Isaiah Hodgins. So, and then uh, I also like Hyatt had the pass breakup on the arm punt by Tyrod yeah, Taylor. Well, that was, that was,
1: that was a, I mean, it would have been like a punt, but it was a good play by him to break up the ball. Yeah,
0: but I mean, you c- completed big, deep passes for Tyrod Taylor, and he's doing it at a, at a solid passing rate, yeah. too. Um,
1: 18.3 average depth of target heading into this game for Jalen Hyatt. What do you think that's like gone up to? It's above 20, right? He didn't get a single 27. target. 27. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy! You know, it's so funny that we we. I think we might. I mean, have mean, he talked.
0: had he had four deep targets for sure. Did he have? No, he had five deep targets. Yeah, he had five deep targets. Because there was one game. third down where it was just an there was effort. the arm punt, and then there was one where he's, he was bracketed and went out of bounds, and then he almost had that touchdown. Yeah, oh, that's where right. He had the one. So yeah, every single target was a deep pass. It's gotta be.
1: It's gotta be close to thirty yards. It's so funny how we like in camp are like. This could be his year where 20 yards per reception and stuff like he
0: doesn't have a lot of catches, but he has a lot of yards. I did my bold prediction stream on Bleacher Report, and I was like, Jalen Hyatt's going to be top five in yards per catch. I don't know how many yards he's going to have, but he's going to be top five in yards per catch. Yeah, for sure.
1: Uh, But we'll get back to Tyrod, like Tyrod's willingness to to throw the deep ball. Uh, Two weeks in a row. With a positive CPOE, completion percentage over expected. And now, according to NextGen, Tyrod Taylor and Geno Smith sit atop of the league in CPOE at plus 6.8. Tyrod does qualify even with 80 attempts, and there's a lot of other quarterbacks that have like way north of 200 attempts. So obviously take Tyrod's low passing attempts with a grain of salt. So he's been accurate. Like, I think that's, like, the biggest thing over these last two weeks. He's been accurate, and he's been accurate at a at a higher rate than expected. And I do think what makes the difference in getting a completion that maybe you aren't supposed to complete, Bobby, is how often you complete the deep ball, and I know you have some numbers on that.
0: Oh, well, yeah. I mean, in this game, he was 3 for 6, 103 yards, and 20-plus-yard throws. Now, unfortunately, the three completions actually led to zero points because you had the you had the missed field goal. Yep. You had the fumble by Saquon. Yep. And then they had the sack when they didn't block the backside on it, on the defensive end on the Darren Waller uh, D pass. But on the season, he's 5 for 11, so a little under 50%, which is very efficient, right? Yeah. Like, that's very efficient. That's good numbers, even if you're not, like, doing it at a high rate. And he's he's not doing it at a high rate, but he's throwing it at 12.2% which is actually middle of the pack in the NFL when you look at season long and numbers. That's like what you want. You want balance, right? Yeah. But when you compare it to like Daniel Jones last year, it's Daniel Jones last year was 4.9%. That's like it's, it's triple. over, it's over double um, what they were doing last year. And and, I, and again, some of that has to do with hype, but that's also have some has to do with just willingness to do it. Yeah. Like he showed more willingness to do it. Uh, and, and this is coming from Taylor who's in his career has been mostly a conservative quarter. Very conservative. Um, and he's showing a willingness to use Darren Waller and Jaden Hyde. Like the Darren Waller touchdown man, like who had seven catches for ninety-eight yards and a, and a touchdown. Uh, I never thought it would get to that point, but I was just relieved. Like, okay, we never ha- we don't have to do the week ten. Nope, we don't have to do Darren Waller, Kenny Getty, all day touchdown thing. But one Ron Rivera moron move, accepting that penalty, and like they run a smash concept, which is that high low, and they put the seam with it on Darren Waller. And the Commanders linebackers suck, right? So, you know, again, take some of the offensive success with a grain of salt. David play.
1: Mayo was starting, which I'm pretty sure yeah.
0: heading into this game, he had one defensive snap of we the game. Re- we remember how bad David Mayo was. <laughs> but Waller beat him on that crosser for the big play. But the touchdown, man, that was like co- good shit where he gets an inst- – like he just kind of gives you the, just, that, just that one inside step and just keeps him out and then bounces and then pops it out on the seam and Tyrod just puts – a plus ball placement on yeah. them to so put that A little back shoulder. Put that yeah, put that on his bat on his outside shoulder. Just A plus ball placement. The corner round occupies the safety just enough. Fired it in there, third and goal. Like, no, we're not going to check down and live for the field goal. We're going to fire the seam in, and that's you know where Waller helps you. So just like good good stuff offense. And I know they scored 14 points. And I do want to talk negative offensively uh eventually, because there is negatives on this offense, and the reason why. You know, they haven't scored more than 20 points one time this season, yeah. right? Like, I, my challenge was please just score 20 points on the and Friday they game. They didn't do it. Almost. Right. You know, zero, zero points after halftime. Um, so, again, using Waller, using Jalen Hyatt, and then on that touchdown drive, you kind of had – it was like kind of a beautiful mix of everybody. Um, to, on With the Waller touchdown drive, you had – Juan Dale had his best yak play of the year. Oh, I think maybe of his career. Maybe. Um yeah, I yeah, I think we can look that up and see if that's mostly most Like he had a broken
1: tackle plus he like juked a guy that resulted in a Washington defender running into another Washington. It was like a sick it was a sick and yak kind of like a,
0: ran through guys a little bit too. And it was
1: a 20 plus yard play too. Yeah, so. and then
0: the next play you have Slayton on that little uh play action crosser where the linebackers just frozen. Yep. You get it behind him. 2 um, 22 yard plays in a row and then there were
1: that started everything. And then you had four first down plays in a row. I mean, I I can't tell you the last time we had back to back twenty plus yard plays, and I definitely I mean, I I don't need to look up
0: that I'm pretty damn sure that is the first time all year that we had four consecutive plays of first downs. Yeah, well you had the twenty two yarder, the Wandale, the twenty uh two yarder, the Slayton, and then a the little thirteen yard pass to uh to Wallet, which was good, and then they run the draw with Tyrod Taylor for right. twenty yards. Now then you did get into a fourth and goal where you're gonna be um hunting or would have been a kicking the field goal right um misses you know they're at the two yard line I just don't think with the way the Giants have been playing they are not going for it there which is why I didn't understand Rivera not even then like wouldn't you want fourth and goal the two like via their defense to give them one shot to make a stop and then you have the wall or touchdown on that um so the Giants are playing with a thin margin of error but Tyra and I'm excited to watch the all 22 I'm sure there'll be some like okay there's this but Overall, just nine point six yards per attempt, which is really, really good. Um, you know, you and you average
1: were, depth of target I think was like a ten. Yeah, 10. like this, 5. this. was
0: a good game for Tyrod, but and I wanted, I do want to get into why they only scored fourteen points within yeah. it too. Um, yeah,
1: I, I I even have this for you too. I mean, we just broke down some of those Slayton plays, Wandale plays, Waller plays. Giants offense had five plays of 20-plus yards in the first half. That's the most in a half since 2019 versus Washington. Giants are pretty good against Washington. Five different players. This is really cool to me. Not just five plays of 20-plus yards. Five different players had receptions of 20-plus yards as well. I mean, that's that's spreading it out. So then you had a total of six 20-plus-yard plays Maybe seven if you include the, the if Tyrod Taylor had a twenty plus yard run. So it's seven total plays of twenty plus yards that the Giants had uh this past week against the commanders.
0: I, I before we get into the bad of the Giants offense. Also the deep stuff open stuff underneath, right? Yes. Like can I can I talk about the that? Waller Crosser.
1: Uh the Waller Crosser, uh the twenty seven yard play. Darren Waller hit um, I believe night, a little over nineteen miles per hour according to next gen. So hey, if you're questioning if if oh if, if Darren Waller's slowing down or if he's lost his step, he certainly has not. Um, I wanna talk about this the as touchdown. well. I want to talk about the Saquon touchdown because I really looked at it from from the next gen dots and I think I was able to see it clearly. You let me know if you agree with me or not. Yeah, you did. The receiving touchdown was really nice play design and player execution. They kind of met each other perfectly. Where We have Waller and Hyatt running down the field. I think Hyatt's just running a streak. Waller's kind of running like a crosser, but he's running down the field. He's pulling everybody down. Linebackers, safeties, corners. They're demanding attention from the defense. That leaves Barkley 1v1 versus Jameen uh, uh, Jammin- Davis. Makes a guy miss. Touchdown, Giants.
0: Yeah, like you said, you had the deep concepts, which creates the space underneath. Tyrod is able to extend... Get the ball to Saquon, Saquon makes the guy miss, and then as soon as you, Saquon made the guy miss, you're like, okay, this is a score. Like as soon as soon as he got didn't make a miss, but he was playing for broke broke the tackle yeah. from behind. Yeah, you're like, okay, that's a score. So that was, I want to talk about the offensive line. Oh, in the rewatch, that was my thing. It was like, okay, I watched the route concepts at the at the game and stuff. Like take advantage of being able to see from up high. I thought the offensive line held up pretty damn well as pa- as pass blockers as pass run game is a different run story and, I, and the run game for the Giants is just a bad as a whole this season Um, but they allowed four sacks but I, I want to go through the four sacks one you have the backside defensive end a chase young on play action like that's a schematic thing yeah. right that's a schematic thing and it's like that's the third time that's happened this year was that the first of the game was that the one that we looked at together no, there's another one. There's another one where they're in the red zone, and uh, they they run an RPO, run an RPO and Shepard falls down. And so you know the your Tyree Phillips is just doing a hinge block on the backside. He's not trying to stop a guy from getting to the quarterback right. on that play. He's trying to stop a guy from coming in on the run game. Yeah, that's a play that's designed for
1: the quarterback to get the ball out of his hands quick. and R- Sterling Shepard falls like down. Like
0: if you yeah, you credit that one to Sterling Shepard and maybe Tyrod for not. Scrambling and throwing away, but and nonetheless, not on the offensive line. And then Pugh got beat. He got uh, Chase Young timed him up on the third down. That's offensive line wise. And then the fourth one, Tyree got not dominated, but he did get beat around the corner, around eight nine yards. But and Tyrod stepped up, but the block and release from Bellinger got the sack. So it wasn't like really there was like one really bad play that I thought that the offensive line had where it was just bad bad. And that was like a McKeithen block, and Tyrod was able to check it down the Saquon. I thought pass, like, I, again, that was my rewatch. and I thought they held up well. Now, the offensive line report, when I could see the All-22 film, I really want to look at Tyree Phillips' technique and how he looked coming from Philly. Um, Pugh, uh again, got to rewatch these guys individually because I was just watching them as a whole. But outside of that Chase Young sack, I thought, you know, he's got good footwork and and hand technique. Run game is a lot different, but they were, they were holding up pretty damn well against the commander's defense that we were like, this commander's defense sucks, which it does, but they have the pass rush, and they were, able, they were able to slow down that pass rush.
1: Yeah, and I guess the main thing is the theme of the offensive line the last two weeks, and I got some flack for saying that Justin Pugh has helped the offensive line online, and I think like here's how it's helped. Every four to five plays isn't a disaster, which that's been a, that's been a you talking point. Where and I, and I agree with you. Where if you look at Tyree Phillips has looked good too. Every every game of the season so far, maybe besides the Seattle game where Daniel Jones took a lot of those sacks. Every game this season, it's been. Okay, every four to five plays, you have somebody on the offensive line having an absolutely disaster play, and a that lot destroys of it's multiple a drive. Guys. And it just destroys a drive. And I feel like you
0: haven't had that the last two weeks. where well, it's just disaster plays. Well, let's go through a game by game. Dallas, everyone just got the shit kicked out of them. <laughs> Arizona, they held up well. Forty Nine got the shit kicked out of them. Giants threw quick game all game. Um, week four is Seattle, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh you're gonna look at that and say eleven sacks offensive line, and they were bad, but they were bad after the pick six. That was the game where you credit a lot of sacks to DJ. Outside of that, I think DJ has one sack credit to him. Miami game, pretty damn bad. Um then last week versus Buffalo. Not great. Not great. But they but they weren't they weren't wasn't as bad. inoperable. This game was probably this game either this game or Arizona was their best game past yeah. blocking. I
1: mean, I would give the nod to this game just because that front is more talented.
0: Yeah. The reason they did well versus Arizona is because their front is dog it's shit. They're bad. Yeah. Yeah. So this is definitely their best game. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we get Andrew Thomas back. I miss watching him play football. So yeah,
1: ask us a mailback question on when Andrew Thomas comes back. What's the configuration of the line? Yeah,
0: yeah. That's a fun question. He, so here's why I think the offense John Michael Schmidt's comeback too. Underrated storyline. Yeah. We and that moves Bradison back to guard. Yeah, which he needs that. Um and I, I almost want if Tyree Phillips can play right to I almost want to see Evan Neal move the guard eventually. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, why did the offense only score 14 points despite all the good things we've said for the last nineteen minutes? Um the running game is bad, right? Yeah. Like This running game sucks. Um, you can't get a running game go. Saquon had two rushes for 21 yards after the high uh, big play in the first quarter or second quarter, whatever it was. Besides that, he had 20, the running backs had 22 carries for 60 yards. That's less than three yards per carry. Saquon averaged 3.7 yards per carry even with those runs. They're, you know what the highest individual game yards per carry for a running back with more than two carries is? It's, 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 it's Saquon... Week one versus Dallas had 4.25. Yeah. 4.25 for a team that's Saquon Barkley is a bad, bad for the season. For that to be your best individual game, it's fucking insane. Yeah. It's really, really bad. And they just can't get a running game going like they did last year. The running game really since midway last year has been very, very bad. And this just, I think it's a lot to do with up front. Um, saquon didn't look his same self versus buffalo it's hard to tell it from the broadcast but saquon made plays in this game so i thought saquon did look good in this game it's really it's an offensive line stat like that yeah you, you don't ha- you don't have numbers that bad without it being an offensive line stat um so i don't blame it on saquon but the they the running game is so bad yeah we, you know we
1: gave a little credit to the offense line for the pass blocking but i i i think it's it falls squarely oh no water bottle exploding i think it falls square like the inefficient running game I think it falls squarely on the O-line because for the second week in a row Saquon Barkley had a positive rushing yards over expected per attempt again And then I think this week was better than last week in terms of 48% of his carries went for more than what was expected according to Next Gen. So that's a stat that I like to look at, especially since, you know, if I'm not – if I don't consider myself as smart as Bobby Skinner breaking down film, that's a stat that I like to look at that basically says what is the running back doing versus what are the offensive line doing? And the offensive line is not giving Saquon a lot of help right
0: now. And I thought the coaching staff tried to, like, run the game out in the second half, and this is where you can get on them. Yeah. So I, I want to talk about first down. Because I can, th- a first down really tells the story of what a coaching staff is trying to do. Yeah, in the first half they averaged seven point three yards per play on first down. How many passes? How many runs? Passing game they were eight for eight with one hundred fourteen yards. Hell yeah! Two sacks for negative seventeen yards. So you, okay. So you do have the negatives. In the rushing game they are seven for twenty seven yards, which is just slightly below four. So not not fair. Not bad. And that includes some negative ones in there. Pass sets up the run. Boom. Second half. Who said that? Two point seven yards per play on first down. No passing plays they were 0 for 1 for zero yards and then one tie rod scramble for five yards so they didn't complete a single pass they didn't co- they, they attempted to throw the ball <laughs> twice um in the in the second half and one of those ended up being a scramble and then the rushers rushing yards was seven for 20 yards they just kind of tried to run the game out and didn't allow and this is a conversation we had with about the coaching staff last year is don't get like too real like you First down is kind of the time to run your offense because you can get to the check downs, right? Like, we understand you kind of have to run some limited offense with this offensive line, and, like, there's a ton of factors. But first down is not – I don't think it's the time to totally limit it because, again, like, that's when – like, that's when you get to your check downs and you look at, oh, well, they had two sacks for 17 yards. Well, one of them was play action – unblocked end off the edge right that's not drop back passing with checkdowns that is kind of a boomer bust type play and the other sack was negative four yards so even though it was a sack it wasn't a negative 13 yard sack so i think the two reasons why they only scored and you had the turnovers right you have saquon fucking fumble like like that's that's where i get so get frustrated with saquon it's like the game was over like that game is yeah. even if they kick a field goal, the game is most likely over, and then you fumble the ball yeah. down there. They and also, how rare is it that,
1: you know, if, if you're if you're if the Giants are a good team that's winning a lot of games, the Giants are in this scenario quite often, but how rare is it that all right, this drive ends the game, man. You're driving down the field, field goal, touchdown, whatever. It, it basically does end. It makes it a two score game. And Saquon Barkley, the superstar, the the quote unquote best player on the team, like a lot of fans say, Andrew Thomas, I think is better, the best player on the team, right? Let's put the game in his hands. Let's put the game in Saquon Barkley's hands. And even with that forty yard high play, I think Barkley was ripping off some good runs yeah, that drive. Look, and I mean, you look
0: five, six, seven, like that was his probably his and second best drive of the game. And then you have the fumble. What you
1: want, and that's where you earn your money, bro. Earn your money, bro, by being the closer. And instead. You fumble the ball, and that it, it was a it was a really, really gut wrenching feeling, and kind of a feeling that made me yeah. angry. And that was a ten play <laughs> seventy
0: two yard drive. Now, one of the big plays was a third down illegal contact on the defense. Um, so it's but hey, that's that's the name of the game. But you were talking about coaching. I'm but wanna, you, I want to go. But back if you to don't have, but if you don't have the Saquon turnover, and you, if you don't miss a field goal, you have at minimum twenty points, which is right. what I asked for before this there game. You go. And there you go. There you go. They still weren't able to get it, but they got the win But
1: I still want to. I want to talk about that—the coaching and the offensive approach in the second half. They did the same shit last year in the Washington tie at home. They did the same shit. They were up by seven for most of the second half. I think for like that game,
0: they were running play action on second and fifteen and shit. But they were
1: were up for uh, the. I think the it's still like the same storyline exists of being up by seven points for. They were like up up by like eleven minutes in the second half. Um, in that game, and then for most of the second half they were you know, they were up by fourteen and then, you know, they were up by seven for a good amount of the second half. So it's the same thing of you gotta be able to put the game away. And I'm not gonna complain about that because this Giants team has they've had trouble winning this year. I'm going to take a win, but Let's not make this a habit against Washington, at least not until they figure their own shit out. And they clearly have not figured their own shit out. So, Is
0: there anything else? I, I, we need I, to talk about the defense. We've no, been well, no, in no, this no. podcast There's for 25 thing. minutes, and we, we haven't talked about how great this defense is. There's was.
1: one thing we need to bring up with receivers. We talked about Hyatt, Slayton had a crosser, Waller was 5-for-5, five five, 77 yards in the first half, Wandale had the fun yak play. We need to talk about Sterling Shepard very quickly.
0: I thought that'd be a special team segment. Let's let's, oh, let's okay. tease that because we got to talk about this. De- the defense won this game, so we got to put yes, this defense. let's talk about the defense. Special team segment at the end. Wink came at them, right? And you're like, well, Wink always goes. Not like this game. I mean, from start to finish, he was fucking sending it, right? Like this was a I'm just going to send it game for yeah. Wink Martindale. Like they got into those cover zero looks and ran them on first and second down, which kind of that's been more of a third down staple for them. Um, and not just also getting the looks, like sending the cover zero blitzes. You know, like the Pinnock sack, they were, they, blitzed, they sent seven guys. They sent seven guys, and I don't think that was a third down either. You had six sacks and 12 QB hits, so more sacks than they had the entire season. And so it's a it's a combination of Wink sending it, Howell not being able to deal with it, and Dex just was a wreck. Dex. Like, I, I went through the sacks, right? You have the Dex and McFadden sack, right? Dex, Dex. Dex is, uh, beats Gates. Dex got their first McFadden cleaned to them. Yeah, then Dex just beats Gates again. Then you do the Leonard Williams uh, sack. Dexter Lawrence just cleared like three people in a, in a stunt, yeah, setting that up stunt, for him. Yeah. Then you have the Pinnock blitz, which uh, Dex helped. Then Dex just beats uh, uh, Andrew Wiley uh, while they're blitzing, right? And then Dex frees up on a, uh, I – I can't remember. I think this was – like a Kavon, I can't remember who got this sack, but um, like freed it up on a uh, Bobby Okereke okay, blitz. I think it was it was, it was a half Kavon, half Dex. Kavon uh, beats his
1: guy around the corner, engages with them initially, um, but it was it was again it was Dex getting the pressure up the middle that allowed Kavon to come and kind of clean it yeah, up. Yeah, I mean
0: they they had no fear of these Commanders receivers. They hadn't they didn't have a Adore Jackson. They were starting no. Deontay Banks, and I cannot wait to talk about the Deontay Banks play. Uh, Trey Hawkins and Cordell Flaw and Wink was like I do not give a shit I see a quarterback who was going to melt under this pressure and boy did he not just the sacks yeah. but was inaccurate was flustered was scrambling around with his head cut off like almost had a, a you know a, a pick six to cave not a pick six an interception to cave on. would have been a pick six um you know even on the B- banks interception it was like a, a ball that was kind of fluttering I don't know what the deal maybe Dex got a piece of that one but yeah i mean that wink came at them all game and finally dex put up some stats i mean not just stats his film will be better in this game than it was any other game of the season too but they but they finally are just like you know what we're we're gonna send it after you all game we're tired of having five sacks on the season we're now we're gonna have 11 and 7 which is probably still worse than the nfl but damn it it was good i kept on being like hey they're one sack away from their season total with four minutes left in the first half, and then they got another one. It's like they tied it, and then the fir- like the first drive of the second half, um, they got a sack. Yeah, man, I- I'm actually, what I want to do
1: tomorrow morning is I actually want to compile Dexter Lawrence and Kayvon Thibodeau's stats over the last three games versus Washington and just see what that looks like in comparison to what they're, like season totals are from like from last year, and then even heading into this year too. Because man, do they? I mean, they feast against Washington, and it's always fun to do well against your divisional opponents. Uh, Washington, they were one for one for fifteen on third down, six point seven percent. That's not too
0: good. Pretty sure they were 0-for in the first half. What was the only third down conversion they had? You know this. It was the Terry McLaurin deep pass over Deontay Banks. Yeah, which that, fi- which ins- finally, finally, I, I will say this is one for fifteen on third down. That this, is insane. This is another like. Washington
1: is dumb point that I'm going to talk about. I don't understand why Terry Terry McLaurin had a good game. What was he, six for 90-something? Six catches. I mean, I think he could have feasted a whole lot more because they finally realized that the Giants were running single-high safety for the entire game. They were putting guys on the box, and Terry McLaurin is going up against young corners the entire game, which, hey, I know Deontay Banks is having a pretty decent start. Nick McLeod made a a pass deflection, but they could have really taken
0: advantage of Terry McLaurin going up against young corners, and I feel like they didn't. The the one-third down conversion, the deep Terry McLaurin pass over Deontay Banks, Like, when he threw that ball, Terry McLaurin hadn't beat him yet, but he did, like, a better job ball tracking. Banks lost it a little bit towards the end. Um, He had the the hit to the head that wasn't a hit to the head by McKinney,
1: too, that added another 15 yards on. Yeah, like they started just doing that, and it's like, well, I don't know why he didn't do that sooner um Washington also did not have a drive gain more than 31 yards until the final two drives of the game which those final two drives of the game were a blocked field goal and a turnover on downs Dex had two sacks four QB hits a tackle for loss Kayvon with the sack and a half two QB hits a tackle for loss Leonard Williams a sack two QB hits tackle for loss Pinnock with one sack one QB hit one tackle for loss Jason Pinnock underrated like underrated sneaky good Really good contributor for this Giants defense this year. We were wondering who's going to fulfill that box safety role, and I think Pinnock has What's crazy has done is he it. doesn't
0: play in the box most of the time, right. but whenever he's in the box, he just plays fast as fuck.
1: Him and McKinney had really alternated today, but from playing deep and then playing in the box, they, those were really because
0: they were blitzing so much. Like we want McK- I think they were like we want McKinney on the back end. We trust yeah yeah. Him yeah, yeah. More.
1: And then Micah McFadden with a half a sack plus two QB hits as well. So a lot of a lot of guys' stuff in the stat sheet today.
0: Yeah, I mean, they just, the pass rush was relentless. And it was by guys winning like Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams. And it was by just blitzing and, and throwing blitzes where they were running stunts and stuff too, which the Giants don't really do a ton of either. Um, they kind of just like stay in your lane. Let's try and get someone free by, you know, pre snap alignment. Um, So, yeah, I mean, they just, that pass rush was just relentless all game long. Let me talk about the Deontay Banks interception. And again, one for 15 on third down. Uh, I'm going to do a breakdown on this. And if I've tweeted about it, so if someone else does a breakdown on this, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Um, I got to find the film of it. I I did the film breakdown of Deontay Banks in college. And one of the things I talked about was him in zone coverage because he's known as a man corner and he is a man corner. And zone, though, you would see, like, more instinctive plays where he kind of plays a little freer and loose. And there was a couple plays I used in that film Breakdown um, where he's kind of playing the flats, right, or he's playing quarters, and he he's covering his responsibility, and he baits the quarterback and throwing to a ball deeper, like, behind him, and he just, like, kind of baits an into it and explodes into it. That's exactly what happened on that interception, right? Where he's kind of playing the... I can't Like, he's playing his zone. There's no one really in it, but he's got his eyes on the QB, but he's not just bailing and going and stopping the QB from making that throw. He kind of baits Sam Howell into making that throw and then just good athleticism, good catch over the shoulder. Like, that's... That's a for, again, a rookie corner in the NFL. That is like your athleticism meets, like, some... Like, a good IQ play, right? And again, it wasn't a great throw by Howell, but that was... That's my favorite play of the game by far. I mean, that might be my favorite play of the defense yeah. this season by far. Like, that was just like, oh, that that was beautiful, beautiful football from Deontay Banks. Like, that was that's a football coach's play right there.
1: How about that giant factor?
0: You picked a player that didn't even play. That's the second time that I've been at a Giants game and a <laughs> cornerback who I picked as a giant factor did not play in the game. Janoris Jenkins. The other one was Janoris Jenkins when he was calling fans uh, a word. A bad word. Um, good giant factor, Justin. So yeah, they, good, good giant factor. Now maybe, maybe your guy wouldn't have been as much of a factor. Who was Danny's? Darren Waller. Yeah, he may, he may have. Hey, that was Danny a good has a way of too. doing giant factors of like, hey, star player. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> um, I want to give a shout out to Cordell Flott. I don't know if he had like a good game. I think there was one play where he allowed to catch to Dotson and he slipped, but that pass deflection, like that, I, I actually tweeted. I'm like. This is my reminder to go, especially when all 22 comes out, but I may even do it on the broadcast, depending on if they got a good replay of it. Cordell Flott. I think it was Curtis Samuel. And this might've been like a second or third down. Cordell Flott had like a diving pass deflection where it looked like Samuel was open and he was kind of trailing behind. Oh, on the little corner route. No, it was a crossover the middle of the field. That would have been a big, big explosive play. Um, Flot dives and it didn't initially. It looked like Samuel maybe drops it or it was just a bad throw, but I think Flot got his hand on it and it was just a really like insanely athletic, high effort play. So, shout out Cordo. I mean, Cordo Flot, we were talking
0: with Diggy and it's like, is Flot just simply a game player? Because he was horrible in training
1: games. Yeah, Um, he makes like one play a game where it's like, holy shit, like I, 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 he could be not having. Like a great game, or he could be allowing ca- catches, especially in zone. And, you know, I don't know. He does I make a lot know. of mistakes
0: in zone coverage, yeah. which is. I'm sure has a reason with the dude him not playing very much. But he'll
1: make one play in man coverage like almost every game, like did it against Tyree Kill a couple weeks ago where I'm like, damn, like where, where are where's this, bro? Let's see. Let's let's do this more often. So so Cordell flott.
0: Um anybody else on I mean defense? Nick McLeod had two pass breakups. Nick one on McLeod? Terry McLaurin, another one on Logan Thomas. Like now nah, the Logan Thomas one was more of a bad Sam Howell throw, but the Terry McLaurin was like a curl route. Yeah. Right? Which is like if you're Terry McLaurin, you got Nick McLeod on you, like I'm gonna i I'm gonna dust your ass up on this side, I'm gonna route you up real quick easy and he had a pass breakup on that and then in the run game right you he held their running backs to 61 yards on 17 carries 3.6 yards per carry brian robinson stinks chris rodriguez by the way chris rodriguez you, guys, you were slandering because his past no nope, i didn't living not. on future i think is a better back he did have more yards on less carries than brian robinson is epa per play at all the running backs okay now they're playing a zone team right but this is a couple few games in a row where okay yeah is playing fast in the run game and that's what I want to see out of him like it's just that's what I want to see consistently out of him right and that was I think that's what stopped him from being like a great linebacker is like because you saw him be good for his zone right um and again he could be a little stronger like t- he's not blowing up blocks but he was playing fast I, he had like five or six just run stops he didn't have any tackles for a loss but like at the line or scrimmage plays um and also was used very well as a blitzer and some of their stunts and stuff obviously being you know uh, the line of scrimmage with that stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, O'Karake was just flying, oh, like flying, de- get getting downhill, which is what I really love seeing out of him. Yeah. So you had McLeod two bass breakups, other defensively. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, they they just went. They the pass rush got after them all night long. The DBs held up for the most yeah. part, pretty damn well, and the then extra and then they stopped again. the run, like yeah. the defense defensively, and again they're they. Now, I don't want to be like, oh, well, they only scored seven on uh, a muff punt because, you know, they did go for fourth at the end of the game and then they had a blocked field goal Leonard Williams. So yep. it, it, it evens out uh, eventually. But, again, only seven points. You gave up 14 to um, Buffalo. Miami, even Miami, Miami, not a good defensive game at all. But you did hold them to 31 points, a team that, you know, can really boat race you. And then 17 points to Seattle's um, offense because you know they I think they scored 24 in that game you had the pick six how many points did they allow to Miami in the first half 14 or no I think 17, it was 17, 17. 17, 17 all right sorry so then
1: so then here's the talking point the talking point is less four quarters in the first half so
0: that's the last, that would be the last six quarters
1: nope let's talk all right let's so the last tra-
0: three first halves
1: they've let's allowed 17 points total and how about the last two weeks in the first half the Giants have allowed zero points yes that's the talking point that's talk, about all right,
0: I'm at a Actually, point. You know what? Oh, don't, don't tweet. No, stop. No, you can't do this to me again. How many did they allow in the first half? Oh, they allowed 14 in the first half of Seattle. Because it's going to be like the Giants have allowed three no, point. come on. Do not take that
1: point. No, I, no, do not tweet that out.
0: Giants have allowed.
1: No, come on. Don't. No, you're not typing. Oh, now you unmuted, unmuted the computer. All
0: right, so I'm at a point with well, this you need defense. to schedule that tweet right now or I'm going to tweet it?
1: All right, I'll schedule it. I may even tweet it tonight. I'm at this point with this Giants defense, Bobby. I'm looking at the teams that we have coming up. Let's do this. Let's let's get into it. We're, we have a lot of time left. Jets, Raiders. Dare I say, the, the Giants defense played well week one against the Cowboys. It was a weird, wonky game where from the – Flip the coin, it wasn't even the game, and the Cowboys won it basically. Then you have the Commanders again, then you have the Patriots, then you have the Packers, then you have the Saints, and then it's not until Christmas Day where you're playing the Eagles, which I think that's like the next legit offense besides Dallas. Dallas still a legit offense. If we are coming on a post-game pod and we're being disappointed in the defense, especially in the next two weeks, I am extremely, I'm like Damn, I, I now have, like, real expectations for this Giants defense to really control, control the game.
0: Yeah. it. You know what really sucks is that you didn't beat Buffalo or Seattle, which were so winnable games. Yeah. And right now you'd be 500, and you'd be, t- like, well, you yeah. want to be 500. You'd be 3-4. and four, You're and in it, though. Being, like, being like you're a good, good chance of being 5-4. You're four. in it. Here's the thing is this, and I don't want to do a Jets preview, but we were talking in the car on the way to the warehouse. I think they can fucking hold the Jets to ten points. That pass rush of the Jets reminds me of Dallas, where it's like it's not like a couple of good guys. It's, they just have a rotation of guys that are just coming at yeah. you, and then you have Quentin Williams, who's like the third best pass rushing defensive tackle in the NFL. Yeah. But again, not. We'll do a Jets we'll preview do a Jets when Jets we preview. get to a Jets preview. Maybe we'll have. Do you think we should have Rosenblatt on this week? I think we should have Rosenblatt
1: on this week. I think it actually that's actually a great idea. Okay, we'll have Rosenblatt on this week. A great idea. Um, but I mean, uh, do you agree with the expectations with this defense? Like, I think they've even listen, the next
0: two games they should dominate the Jets and yeah. the Raiders, right? I mean, even even if, even if they lose to, those two games, make us come on and talk about how the offense lost the game, sure, right? Like this, the 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 the, the expectation for the next two games defensively is to dominate, dominate, absolutely dominate for sure. Um...
1: But we mentioned, we talked about Bobby Okereke, how he looks really good. He's really fast. He's really instinctual. Um, you mentioned how he's kind of like the heart. We were talking like before we went on, how he's kind of like the heartbeat of the defense right now. And it really, if if I had to like, what's like the clicking moment, it's like when Bobby Okereke really started clicking in this defense, that's when I feel like this defense started clicking. I mean, even I understand they allowed like 500 yards against Miami, but that's when they started to force those turnovers and Bobby Okereke basically forced those turnovers.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was a good tweet I had. Yeah. That was a good that. tweet. <laughs> um Okay O'Karake O'Karake's okay, been playing really well. And like you said, it's been kind of like yeah. pushing this defense. And a, but I think a big part of that is stopping the run. Yeah. Right. Um and again, they haven't been like they weren't dominant against the run versus Buffalo, but they made enough like really good plays to get them a little off schedule. Let's now we could do our special teams conversation. Okay. One, I if Thomas McGahee's not fired in the offseason, I will t- I said I'll tweet about it every day. Now, I don't want to go too crazy on blaming McGahee for guys muffing punts, and I, this is more actually not a shot at McGahee. This is a, at Shane and Dable. When we did our 53-man roster prediction in June, right? It's an episode we do every year. Yep. And we do it like assuming health. We looked at the wide receiver room, and we said, and we both cut Sterling Shepard. But we said, and you know who, who did we cut him for? Jameson Crowder. Jameson Crowder. Now, we both said this is most likely not going to happen. Because and we they're were continuously not, told over not, the summer by the beat. They're not going to cut Sterling They're not going to cut Sterling Which they didn't. Correct. But we're like, it would kind of make sense if you're going to keep a six-rod receiver to have him be a special teams contributor, someone that you can trust. And w- we specifically mentioned as a returner, and he had his own muff punt, but he's been a good returner for Washington. He, had, he was special teams player of the week last week. Um and instead you have you're forcing Eric Gray there because you want to find some role for him because you liked him as a draft pick. You do not need to force him there. You you know what? How about cut Gary Brightwell and and give the and keep Jameson Crowder or find yep. a returner? Like what is Gary what is Gary Brightwell's purpose on this roster? Well, he's not the power. I mean, Eric Gray is like the power back, if you want. Yeah, to he has to no offensive production. Special teams, he's not involved in the return game because you have Eric Gray back there. And they, really I mean, they were throwing Darius Slayton. Darius Slayton has never returned a kick in the NFL. I think he no. returned one kick in the NFL before this. Like, he's not a returner. And I know his hands have been good this year. He's not the most trustworthy huh. guy in big time moments with his hands. Uh, And we've seen that in a couple of commanders' games in particular. uh, So it was just like I I can't. I mean, the crowd, the crowd was getting loudly, sarcastically cheering them for not muffing punts, right? And again, it it can lead to it will lead to losses. It almost did. You play a team that's not as dysfunctional as the Commanders right now, despite that they're three and four and have some decent plays and highlights. Like you, you play any other team. We're playing any other team on our schedule besides the Cardinals. uh, Like you lose this game because of special teams. That's a I, weird thing to compare because
1: I was convinced after the Sterling Shepard fumble. I said, I think I think we just lost the game. I think we just lost the game. And thank God, like I'll go into miscues you by have Washington now too. You have to get a returner, yeah, get a returner
0: on this roster.
1: Like, I'll go through some miscues by Washington, and that's I'll go back to my you know beginning point where I think Washington did more to lose this game than the Giants did to win it. Why not go for it 13 minutes left down by seven? Because then you have the blocked field goal that comes right away. Washington's driving down the field. They had like a 70-yard drive. They're finally moving. That's when they started doing those out routes, and they were getting Sam Howell out of the pocket. Oh, yeah.
0: That was the one thing they had success on defense was they just started rub routing us in that yeah. last drive. Like, even the one that wasn't like at the line of scrimmage rubber. And then you had the fourth down conversion they had where they faked a rub route with Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Um, and then, like, even like the that Byron Pringle big play they had, it was... Kind of like they ran into each other on on like a scissors uh, concept. Yeah. Um But anyway, that's that, again that's an issue when you do play man. Like they, they that was actually a good we shit on the commanders yeah. coaching. That actually was a good in, adjustment towards the end of the game. It's like all right, let's get Hal out of the pocket and run the rub routes.
1: Thank God, Ron Rivera wasted a timeout and challenge on the Hyatt catch in the fourth quarter. Oh yeah, they would have got
0: the ball. Yeah, again, another coaching gaffe. Like where they would have gotten the ball back most likely.
1: You know, and 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 they they also had. I mean, you can't. I'm not going to blame this on coaching because, you know, if a player, Daron Payne, went down and got hurt and then it was at the 10-second the runoff, that's not coaching. Um, I mentioned the second half adjustments where they finally saw that the Giants were running single-high safety with Terry McLaurin versus Young Corners. You, know, you could take advantage of that. Continuing to run Brian Robinson out there. I mean, the the, the commanders are a mess. They, they are a flat-out mess, and I'm going to say it again. I, they clearly did more to lose this game than the Giants did to win. If the Giants' offense had even... 50%, 25% of the offense that they had in the first half, then I that talking point is non-existent, and the Giants kicked the shit out of the Commanders. Instead, it was a game. There was no reason it needed to be a game, and special teams gaffes again almost gave the game and gives points to the
0: opposing team. All right, Find a returner. Yeah, go, go get a returner this week. Stop fucking around with yeah. it. Um, Want we'll to talk about the tailgate? Yeah, let's talk about the tailgate. It was a good time. What did
1: you think? Did you have a good time?
0: I had a very good time. This was your first time. Can I one be totally candid though? Like, well, is it bad if I'm totally candid?
1: I, I know where you're I know where you're gonna go, but you could be totally candid.
0: Well, I want to be can so cause there's you know, not there's you know, a lot of people listen to this yeah. podcast, no big deal.
1: This is our first only
0: year. sixty or year. and I so that's why I want to be candid. Is I was very frustrated because one, the food was not hot right and we got the food the day before and this is our fault and you know you use those little you know torches underneath yeah. and that's not meant to heat food up it's meant to keep award so the food it got like it wasn't like ice cold but like and it was like it wasn't like eating like throw up because it's cold but it's like you want to eat hot food it wasn't hot also we had a lot more people show up for this one we we Thankfully, I was like, "We're gonna run out of alcohol. We need to buy." So I went out and bought like ninety beers last night because I was like, "I do not believe we have enough." Now we we made it to like the last ten, fifteen, 15 minutes. Fifteen minutes, yeah. Where we we were on that, so I'm I'm fine if people didn't get their last ten minutes of alcohol. Like we don't want you guys getting wasted either. Um, so a ch- It had a great time. It was a great time, no doubt. But I think I, I want to challenge like. Take like better to be more safe than sorry with tailgates. Going yeah, forward. yeah, and it,
1: I, I will say, like, this is our first year doing this. Um, uh, shout out to the cottage, thank you so much for providing yeah, the thank food. Thank
0: you to the cottage. The food was great, it's just our because of our mistakes, it wasn't yeah. hot.
1: So, you you know, Candlewick Diner and, and the, the other providers they'll they they bring the food, they bring the food to us. So, that so that was a so that was a little bit of a of a different scenario there. Um, but the cottage in Jersey city is very good. You should go and you should check them out. Go
0: check the food. The food was great. It was very good. I I was frustrated. Um, I also love the location in in Jersey city, but But, yeah, this is our first year, but but someone who doesn't mind eating food. That's not hot. I I love the food was great. Um, this was our first year, first week that
1: we're actually rolling out, uh, providing alcohol as well. So I appreciate every showing. It, it seems like everybody had a great time. We did some dry trivia. There was Madden that was, that was going on too. Jolly Olive, Pax and Elrod came through Bill, our events guy and Jeff, our producer. They do a great job every week. And, yeah, and everyone we have did a great like, job. that's really like the, the bottom line is like, we, we always have fun. And I, I will say every single week anytime that we do something with our community is my favorite thing ever um and like i i honestly like i am now at a point like even when the giants win especially when they lose but even when the giants win the most fun part of my day is the tailgate oh yeah just
0: seeing people you forget that there's a game so it was very good i i and i think i'm probably being harder on us than most people are um but yeah I, i i had it it was it was a great time um and, th- and again, yeah. thank you to the cottage. Were, they were great. Plenty. So Candlewick Diner. And we had plenty of food too, which was nice.
1: So Candlewick Diner, they are catering next week for the Jets game. Manny said before the year. I went and had lunch there uh, yeah. on Saturday. It was, it was very good? good. Very good. Manny said before the year. He's like, there's not any game that I'm going to volunteer like, specifically to do. You tell me what, you, what games you want me to do. But he says, I want to do the Jets game because he's coming for blood. He will not put blood in the food, but he's coming for blood. So, (laughs) imagine. Um, So, Manny Candawick Diner, they're providing food this Sunday. You can click the link in our description to get tailgates uh, to get tailgates to get tickets to our tailgate. If you don't want to get tickets, then you are more than welcome to just come hang out with us. But we're providing food. We're providing alcohol. We're providing a good time. There's Madden every single week. I kind of like the Giants trivia. I may do that again. Um, And I even have this weird, really weird quirky idea. It was really cool when I came up with it in August, but now I don't know if I want to do it like a paper airplane race, um, like where we all build paper airplanes and we throw them and then we all burn them. That's what I want to do. Yeah, I think starting fires
0: in the parking lot gets you in trouble. No, I I disagree. Picture of the gas can. I disagree. That's where you can get in, especially when you've got people drinking. I would actually, you know, what, I'm just going to advise against that. Don't burn them, because that's going to lead to fires. And I know drunk people, including myself, when I'm drunk, that I would. You would like? I would be. I wouldn't be just oh, burn them afterwards. I would be throwing flaming paper airplanes. It would catch something else on fire. It'd land on. Lighter fluid. It's just a bad idea. So okay. do not burn them. But, but do, make them. Just don't burn them. Uh, now that I said that, people are going to burn them. No, oh, so. we're going to burn them. We are not liable for any flaming we're gonna burn paper them. airplanes. I also want to make... We need to put that on the flyer. I want to make
1: tombstones because it's Halloween. It'll be the Halloween game. I want to make tombstones of the teams that we've defeated so far. So that's two. We'll have a tombstone for a pig. And we'll have a tombstone for a cardinal. Just put a picture of a dead pig and a dead cardinal on a on a tombstone.
0: You know you're not going to get anything out of me with holiday to, uh, comments.
1: Well, how about with dead animals? You could do that. <laughs> you like your dead animals?
0: Um, <laughs> I don't. I like videos. <laughs> you like videos? Of I like I like taunting the other team. Um, so yeah, stadium was awesome. The Throwback thing was cool. Oh, and they kept uh, the, the the back in the chains group. and 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 uh, and back in the New York group. I I will say. That was the happiest that I
1: got at MetLife Stadium this year. I was like, I think we bullied them into bringing it back because it was gone. I, that that for now, back in the New York groove, I didn't know it was gone because they didn't score a home touchdown this year.
0: So but did they I do it at preseason games?
1: It was weird. It was like very. It was different. It was very remixed. This was still remixed, but it it felt like back in the New York groove. Like you got the B and uh 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 uh, uh like you got it. Now they did. T- I know for a fact they took away, and moved those chains because the Giants did get first downs at home this year. They brought that back, and I think it's because I-, I I tweeted at them. Was it Thursday night or whatever? Thursday night, I was like, "Bring this back or else."
0: And we said on the pod, I was like, "Because we're like, uh, guess what? There's a lot of young people listen to this podcast. Good chance that person listens. Like, don't don't. This is not a tradition to take away. This is non-negotiable." i'm looking at twitter why is boston scott trending oh no well it's sunday night football oh he returned a kick close to the 40 oh okay well let's actually go and watch that game yeah let's let's put let's i was thinking about putting it up on youtube tv but i knew i'd get too distracted all right that's an episode we'll be back for a mailbag a victory mailbag which is a fucking relief um it's gonna be a relief to talk about a win for a week Also, it was very frustrating, the first win of the season, that you knew you didn't get a full week to enjoy it because we had Thursday night football. It's like you just knew. It's like, oh, thanks. Thanks a lot. Same thing that happened in 2020, where it's like we got a first win of the season and then we have Thursday night football. I can't even enjoy the first win of the damn season. Um, So we're going to enjoy this one. Enjoy the victory Monday. We appreciate you guys. See you back in Florida. Justin, I'll see you. I'm not even going to fist bump you at the end of the pod. I'll see you in two weeks. Did we do the fist bump at the end of the draft or – training camp anyways we'll see you uh, i'll see you in a couple weeks i'll see you guys on wednesday we appreciate you until then let's go big blue